Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Back here live at Screwballs on a Thursday night here in King of Prussia. If you're watching, viewing, or you're from the Philadelphia region, this is an absolute must-visit on a Thursday night. It's our Thursday night home every week at Screwballs, a special edition of the Countdown to Kickoff show Uh Big packed house already in anticipation for what will be a lot of conversation tonight about the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and that's where we'll begin with NFL insider John McMullen. But before we get into the game, um, earlier today on the National Football Show, Johnny Mac, uh, with Dan Cilio right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, uh, Gary Cobb um, uh, reporting or referencing uh, that um Deshaun Watson might not nix a trade to Philadelphia um I know that this is not his ultimate destination and he can waive or he has a trade clause that he must approve what do you know if anything else is this thing heating up or is this much ado about nothing well, it's definitely heating up as far as Deshaun Watson uh, potentially getting traded uh, very soon before the November 2nd uh, trade deadline. Still the most likely scenario, far most likely scenario um, remains the Miami Dolphins for one reason. Well, two reasons. Deshaun, that's one of the places Deshaun would like to play, number one. So there's not the hurdle, extra hurdle where you have to try to convince him. Uh, to play in a particular city uh, like Philadelphia, which they have that hurdle. Um, and two, Stephen Ross, the owner uh, of the Miami Dolphins, wants Deshaun Watson. So uh, once that becomes sort of a, a de facto order uh, to the organization, when the owner wants something, you better get it done. And, you know, there's there. I think there was a lot of hemming and hawing from the Miami front office about uh, Tua being the quarterback. Uh, you used the number five overall pick a couple of years ago on him. And obviously you don't want to just raise the white flag and say, oh, we made a mistake there, even though they made a mistake there. Um, so that part was difficult politically. But once you have the owner on board, you don't have to worry about that any, anymore. So the leader in the clubhouse remains – the Miami Dolphins. The Eagles have always had interest in Deshaun Watson. Uh, they've always loved the player. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie would give him a second chance. He's shown that in in his history. He believes in that. Um, so I don't think any of those are hurdles. Deshaun, for whatever reason, Deshaun Watson would rather not play here. Now, what could change that if you have no other options you might go to the table and say, all right, if that's my only other option, I went out of Houston so badly, I can, I will consider Philadelphia. But I don't think it's going to have to get to that, to be honest. Johnny Mac, let me ask you this. 
who has more assets to give the Texans? Well, the Eagles probably do from a, a draft standpoint, and I think that's what everybody focuses on. Not probably. Um, they definitely do. But I do think people have to realize um, it's not only draft picks. Now, normally, typically, you want draft picks, and from that standpoint, it certainly makes some sense. But you can put other players in a trade. You can put veteran players in the trade. One of, one of the issues is, and we'll see how – high the stakes go one of the issues is the eagles don't have a lot of young talent um to send back in the other direction um whereas miami would probably have more established players that would be of interest um to the houston texans the eagles would have more draft capital to give um and again a lot of that is presumptive of um, Carson Wentz continuing to play and Carson's playing very well right now in Indianapolis. So that's trending in a positive direction. Miami would probably ask for their own pick back, which was a terrible trade. It's already looking that they gave the Eagles. Um, uh, they would like to have, excuse me, that pick back, but they don't have it. The Eagles have it. So that from that standpoint, it's a big advantage for the Eagles. But again, if the guy doesn't want to play here and the guy has a no trade clause and the guy doesn't wait to wave his no trade clause, none of, none of that matters. Well, put it on the table and see what happens. You have draft capital. Xander and I were in a discussion about it last night. Certainly Deshaun Watson pretty much puts you in a position that you're going to be in the playoffs for the next 10 years or you're going to be, or, 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 or you're going to be competitive. He's that good of a talent. There's no doubt about that. You've got some young offensive talent that you've already drafted on this roster, maybe not developed, but already there. And a quarterback like Deshaun Watson takes the pressure off of head coach Nick Sirianni from having to, uh, let's say, uh, air quote, develop the quarterback. He's already developed. He's already proven. He's a winner. He's showing that already wow that dynamic to me seems johnny mac and again i'm just slinging it i i'm not coming at it from a position of being in the know that would just seem to be uh, a great move by the general manager of this football team and then if deshaun says no he says no but why not put it out there well the eagles have been talking to the texans for a very long time uh they have been uh staying on this and uh, they've been monitor monitoring the situation for a very long time. I mean, uh, that's not a concern. You don't have to worry yourself about that. It's not that the Houston Texans aren't aware the Eagles have interest in Deshaun Watson. Trust me, they, they know they have interest. So all of that stuff has been, uh, that's been talked about ad nauseum from both sides. Um, you know, the issues with trading to Sean Watson are, are again, it's not about draft picks. It's not about players. That's part of it because um, obviously the Texans won a King's ransom. Now uh, uh, that, that value 
which are typically none of the legal problems happened, that value would be off the charts. Um, so it's come down a little bit. But I, I will say from this perspective, like Jay, you're, uh, Joe, you're ruminating about uh, Sean Watson and Devontae Smith helping um, uh, Nick Sirianni. Let's say he waves the trade clause. Uh, is willing to go to Philadelphia, you might have to send Devontae Smith to Houston. That's that's the kind of value this player has from a football perspective. They're not giving him away. It's like the like the Sixers and Ben Simmons is as as you know Jason Kelsey ripped him a you know what today. Um <laughs> as toxic as he has become Daryl Morey went on the radio and said, hey, you know what? I'll wait four years. I'm not giving them away. The, the Houston Texans are not giving Deshaun Watson away. You're not getting them into Walmart clearance aisle. So you might have to throw Devontae Smith the other way to get a Deshaun Watson. Are you willing to do that? Well, I would think three first-round draft picks would be – the foundation of the offer and we talked yesterday or a couple of days ago about whether or not Andre Dillard would be available as an asset. I don't know whether or not that factors into it. I just feel if you have three number ones, you've got enough to get to the table to make an offer. Now, whether or not the team engages, okay, that's still their option to say yes or no, but just like buying a house. Here's the deal. I'm willing to pen, I'm willing to spend 25 grand over asking price to get the house. Can I get it or can we go to contract or not? That's kind of where I feel we are in this scenario for what it's worth. And it doesn't matter, but for what it's worth. Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, this is not a, a Houston Texans issue. The Houston Texans would gladly welcome uh, the Philadelphia Eagles to the table. They would like the Philadelphia Eagles at the table, uh, to be honest. The more teams you have bidding, the better value you can get. This is a Deshaun Watson accepting a trade to Philadelphia issue. So it's not about Houston listening. They would listen. Um, and then it becomes, you know, but then you have to look at the fits. Uh, you mentioned Andre Dillard. That's a player the Eagles would like to um, – perhaps move on from now that Lane Johnson is back at the trade deadline. Well, the Texans have Laramie Tunsil. who's one of the best left tackles in football. It's one of the few positions they have locked down. Now he's injured. Um, so from a short-term perspective, you say, okay, he would fit for the rest of this season, but long-term they have their left tackle for years and years and years. And you think about Jordan Mailata here, Laramie Tunsil is more entrenched than, than Andre uh, than Jordan Mailata. I mean, that's top two, top three left tackle in football. So they don't need a left tackle. Um, you, st you start talking about uh, Derek Barnett makes $10 million. Now, if Derek Barnett made a million dollars, maybe it would make some sense. But, you know, you have that. So some of these players that you want to get rid of are not necessarily fits for the other team, um, and that complicates things as well. 
Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com, use that keyword Jacob, get 15% off a one-liter bottle like so many of our subscribers have done. If you haven't done it yet, uh, do it. Go to statesidevodka.com. Uh, You'll be glad uh, that you did. Let's get into this game on Sunday. Uh, lots of uh, sidebar conversations uh, coming out of South Philadelphia uh, today. You did mention Jason Kelsey. We'll put that on the back shelf. Uh, we'll finish up the show uh, with some conversation about Jason Kelsey's uh, comments about uh, Ben Simmons. Let's get into this game a little bit, uh, Johnny Mack. Uh, Derek Carr uh, will obviously be the quarterback for the Raiders. That's who the Jonathan Gannon and the defense will have to prepare for. He had, as you mentioned yesterday, a good game a week ago uh, against Denver. He threw to a lot of different uh, receivers. Uh, who are they going to get? Uh, uh, who are the Eagles going to get? Which Derek Carr are, are they going to get on Sunday at home in Las Vegas? <clears throat> yeah, that's one of the been one of the issues with Derek Carr um, for years now is the consistency from week to week. And you know, sometimes you have a guy who's going to show up and light up the scoreboard. In the next week. Uh, you have the downtick. And that's kind of the difference between um, above average quarterbacks and great quarterbacks. And I put um, Derek Carr in, in the former category. He's a good player. He's a good quarterback. But you're going to have your ups and downs he, until he gets that consistency from week to week. Um, he, you're going to have an issue. And that's one of the reasons John Gruden seemed to always be a little bit uh, – wary of Derek Carr because he couldn't get that consistency out of him. Um, but when he's on, he's on. And he can put up some big numbers, and they have big-time playmakers at receiver. Not only Henry Ruggs, who's the home run hitter, um, Hunter Renfro, who's the great slot receiver, Darren Waller, who's the great flex tight end. So they can come at you from a lot of different directions in the passing game. It's interesting. The Raiders were supposed to have one of the better running games with Josh. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Jacobs, but they have not run the ball effectively. So maybe that helps the Eagles. Uh, they've constantly, since um, coming back from the bye, they've talked about first and second down efficiency from a defensive standpoint. The fact that they got to get teams in third and long uh, to do some things on, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they haven't done that enough, and that's that's going to be the, the big focus this week. I keep remembering to take myself off a of mute live group. So we've got some uh, celebration already getting, going on as we get ready for the countdown, the kickoff show. Uh, John, how successful has the Eagles defense been in terms of 
pressure on quarterbacks, getting pressure. We know about Javon Hargrave uh, and what he's been able to do, but just from a standpoint of pressure, hurries, hits, how have they done so far six games in? Yeah, I mean, it's actually pretty good from a, a, a pass rushing uh, perspective from the front four. Um, in other words, when, the problem with the Eagles, and, and this differs, is obviously the Eagles, Eagles don't blitz very much. Um, so other teams, you know, blitz pretty extensively. Um, and they can generate more uh, pressure on the passer. Um, now, you know, Javon Hargrave had been the best pressure rates on, on, on pass round pass rushdowns in the NFL. Um, the Eagles have always been near the top of the league. Uh, but again, you know, people look at sacks and they look at, and that's what they judge it by. And, and Jonathan Gann is a little bit different in that he comes from the Mike Zimmer background and they focus more on a disciplined pass rush. Their goal is to um, keep people in the pocket um, the theory is that, you know, more about getting the quarterback uncomfortable, more about getting him off his spots and creating big plays, maybe on the back end, than just go get the sack. Whereas the wide nine, what Eagles fans are used to go get the quarterback, hell or hell or high water. Um, so it's a little bit different this year. It's a little bit more disciplined. It's supposed to be. Uh, a little bit more structured as far as the pass rush goes. Um, so until people see sacks, uh, they're not going to be happy. But the pressure rate is is one of the best in the NFL, as it typically has been with this defensive line. Now it's it's been hit a little bit since Brandon Graham's injury, but that's but that's to be expected. Let's cross over to the offensive side of the football, Lane Johnson. Uh, practice today john i know yesterday he was um back at practice and i think you suggested it was limited work for lane is that the same today and where where is the coach in terms of lane playing on sunday um lane was back he started out limited yesterday today was a full practice so yeah he's on he's online uh to start at right tackle on sunday um i expect him to start at right tackle obviously unless there's a setback and that setback could be uh from his ankle could be from his um issues his personal issues so you never say a hundred percent but certainly the Eagles are preparing like he's going to be the starting uh, right tackle on Sunday. I did see a note on Twitter pushed out by Jacob Media, actually. Dallas Goddard was taken off of the COVID list and then and then saw a follow-up, I think, from you. Did he not practice today? What's going on there? No, he didn't practice today, but that was uh, just sort of a ramp-up period. Um, you know, he'd been out for 10 days. So he was he was out there, he was working on the side field, uh, just working on conditioning. But he's also on track to play Sunday. Um, just one of those things. They didn't want to throw him back uh, into practice full bore after 
uh, missing so much time. So he was doing conditioning work on a different field. Uh, but he's back. He's off the COVID list, and he's he's on track to play Sunday as well. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen right here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and continue uh, to subscribe. And thank you to everyone uh, for tuning in to Football 24-7 uh, and to Birds 365 every day, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. The debate continues on Sports Talk Radio is it Jalen or is it the head coach? Is the head co- is the head coach or or is it Jalen? Uh, at some point, I imagine um, somebody's going to step up and do something spectacular. I'm hoping that potentially, now that those first six games are in, are behind us, I'm hoping now that this team is finally in a position to not only compete but maybe get a couple of unexpected W's or a couple of unexpected wins that perhaps they're not supposed to get for example the next two Raiders and Detroit okay people are quickly saying okay well we'll lose to the Raiders and we'll and we'll we'll get a W against the winless Lions I I, I don't know which way it'll go but what do you think will the Eagles be able to compete against the Raiders on the road Johnny Mac um you know this is one of those games where um, I don't want to hedge, but you could see it going into uh, a couple different directions. I mean, the Raiders have more talent, <clears throat> no question about that. Um, but they also have a lot of issues, and I think people are kind of glossing over what's gone on with that organization and, and John Gruden because they played pretty well uh, last week. You know how these things go, Krause. You lose a player, maybe the next game, a key player, maybe the next game, everybody's really focused, everybody steps up and you play well. Uh, and then as it sinks in, you start playing a little bit more poorly and a little bit more poorly. I still think the Raiders are going to take a significant hit at some point from all the upheaval that's gone on in the organization might start this week. Um, if they're locked in, we, we mentioned Derek Carb, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller. Um, look, and it starts with the quarterback. I mean, you know, they have a better quarterback. Um, so that's always difficult when you're trying to climb that hill. Unfortunately, the Eagles have been trying to climb that hill far too often. That's why you, you lose more games than you win. But, um, I think being on the road actually helps the Eagles uh, because they they face so much criticism. Um, you know, you heard some boo birds out uh, in, in, against Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl champions, who they you know hung in and kept fighting and fighting to the end. Um, probably shouldn't have been in that game at all. So you could spin some positives out of that as well. And their two wins have been on the road at Atlanta, at Carolina. This is a beatable team. The Raiders aren't um, Tampa Bay. They're not Kansas City. Uh, They're not Dallas. This is a winnable game. Uh, But the Eagles got to play better. They got to start playing better. 
Offensively, Johnny Mac, how can they get better at third down conversions? Hmm. Running. Staying on the field longer, you, you know. Well, hey, but number one, stop the penalties. Number one, the, the pre-snap penalties. You can't have false starts. You can't have uh, uh, pre-snap penalties. Um, you know, and we've talked about the Eagles and penalties all season. Uh, some you you do write off, you know, pass interference calls um, down the field, not, not sort of what we've seen with the rub routes. That's something you can control. But the, the penalties you can't control, you kind of write off. And and as Jonathan Gannon says, okay, tell me the down the distance. There's nothing we can do about it. Move on. There's other penalties you can control, pre-snap penalties being the most notable. So they have to stop that. They got to stay ahead of the sticks. No negative yardage plays. So when we talk about some of these RPOs, you can't lose two or three yards because this team's not equipped to go second and 13 and throw the football down the field, which we've talked about pretty consistently. The third is Nick Sirianni's got to open up this offense, man. No more kid gloves. If, if Jalen Hurts sinks, so be it. So be it. Um, got to open it up. Can't play the way they've been playing. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody's adjusted. We talked about this after week one when everybody was so excited, uh, Krause. I asked Nick Sirianni at the press conference. He said, yeah, people are going to figure this out, so we have to show other stuff on film. Well, when are you going to show the other stuff on film? Because they figured it out. So kid gloves got to come off. John McMullen, telling it like it is here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Last thing, Johnny Mack, I want to get your uh, thoughts on Jason Kelsey's comments, who either directly or indirectly inserted himself <laughs> into that conversation. Yeah, Jason said he didn't want to bury anybody. Then he just then he went buried Ben Simmons and. Also, the poor Jacksonville Jaguars, he buried them as well. Um, Jason's a great quote. He's always been a great quote. He's very, if you ask him a question, he's going to answer it, and he's going to be very honest. And he was talking about playing in the, the city of Philadelphia. And a lot of people think it's really, really difficult. And he said it's really effing easy um, if you do certain things. And those certain things are, uh, be accountable. Um, and, 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 you know, he used the baseball analogy, run the first base, hustle, show effort. And if you do that, Philadelphia fans will like you. Now, to be honest, I, I think Jason's not telling the complete truth. The, the most important part of that equation is you got to be a good player. You can hustle all you want. Um, if you're a bad player, Philadelphia is going to be a, a, a difficult uh, place to play. Um, however, Ben Simmons has all the talent in the world, so he obviously went to that example. And, you know, it's a pretty obvious example of a guy who hasn't handled playing in this city very well, 
And, you know, Jason was just saying it's, it's, you're making it, you're, he's, he's essentially said you're making it really hard and it's really up and easy. And, um, he told the truth about Ben Simmons, as Joel Embiid has done over the past couple of days as well. Well, on that note, we'll end this edition of Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Again, go to statesidevodka.com. Use that keyword, Jacob. Get 15% off a one-liter bottle. It's our countdown to kickoff show from Screwballs. Johnny Mack will be in Las Vegas, and he'll join us on the live post-game show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney. Uh, I have a feeling, Johnny Mac, the post-game on Sunday going to be a, win. a little bit different than it normally has been. Mm. That's my thought. Well, tease from Joe Krause. We'll see what happens. Good stuff, Johnny Mac. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Trousy. All right. See everybody next. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life and the Chime Checking Account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime Checking Account has tons of benefits that millions of members love like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply.